One of the oldest theater companies in Metro Detroit is beginning their 62nd season under new leadership and with a stellar production exploring the bonds that unite a grieving family. Evidence of Things Unseen will be performed at the Detroit Repertory Theater until December 23rd. And I spoke with director Lynch Travis and actor Nicole Levy-Hunt about the play and the theater company's recent changes in leadership. Bruce Milan, who was one of the founding members and has operated as the artistic director for the entire life of the theater, um, is transitioning his leadership role to Leah Smith, who has been the development director for some time now, getting ready for bigger and better things. Part of that transition is a capital campaign, um, and we've had some generous donations from foundations and things like that to get it started. We still need a lot of help, folks. So that is um, something that um, is in operation right now. And in, I'm not quite sure if there's a, uh, a timetable, uh, but uh, the idea in Bruce's mind is to make sure that Leah has not only the community support that she needs, but also the financial support that she needs. What you choose to start a theater season with is very important. Now, what was it that drew the rep to Evidence of Things Unseen? The first thing that the rep tries to do is to find plays that are very well written, um, that also address things that would be relevant to this community. And I think that evidence of things unseen fits that bill. It's very well written. It was also a playwright that we were familiar with. Um, we produced one of her plays, which was a comedy, a, a totally different type of play. But this play, um, and, and this is based on, on uh, my feelings about it, as well as what I've heard from audience members and from critics and that, is that it has this, this universal appeal. Um, to to any per- person in any station of life can relate to the people in the play and to the issues that they're dealing with. What are the issues that people in the play are dealing with? Well, I play Abigail, and she and her sister have recently suffered a tragic loss, and the family has kind of gone through a lot of loss uh, within their lifetimes. And so it's really about how those relationships grow and change and deal with those those losses and those changes in kind of family dynamic and structure. And also, I think for me, being an only child, this has been really interesting for me to kind of really investigate and get into what it's like to have a sister and how sisters can actually show themselves to each other in a way that no one else can understand, that helps them understand themselves more. And so, for instance, Abigail, she's very smart and quick and bright. She's an investigative journalist, verging on bitter at some points, you know, like kind of brash. But as things go on, you, you realize that she's really, that's kind of a, far, a facade. And inside she's, she's scared and she's sad and, you know, she's worried just like all of us are. So it's a lot of those issues that everyone goes through at some point. And I know Leah had been talking about a, an audience member who came out and she's heard this quite a few times during the intermissions, people saying sarcastically, like, I don't understand what that type of sister relationship is like at all, <laughs> you know, because it's really that antagonistic relationship as well. So that means you are doing a, a great job coming from an only child background and translating that to the audience so people see their own relationships in that. So wh- what did you do to prepare for this role? Um, honestly, I have to give a lot of credit to Yolanda Jack, who plays my sister. Uh, she and I actually, in the first audition, she and I were reading together and we felt this kind of bond. We started singing random songs. And so it really, that relationship really informed what the sisterly relationship was like as well. Because she has siblings, but kind of grew up as an only child as well. So for us, it was a lot of 
you know, asking other people what's it like and then just relying on what we do in those scenes as well as in our dressing room or on the phone of kind of building that relationship outside of the play itself and then bringing what we have on stage. What's the hardest hitting emotionally for you that you need in this play? For me, um, one of the issues in the play is that their dad has been ill and he has been coming in and out of his right mind. You know, he's not comprehending things. He's not remembering things. And the loss has been the loss of his wife. Um, and it's kind of the, one of the scenes um, when he, when the, the girls finally, they sit down and decide to tell him because they've kept it from him. Um, and the playwright did a great job of probably using about 10 words um, in this conversation that he has with them after he finds out. Um, and it just strikes you as, well, first of all, you see that he was deeply in love with this woman, um, he, as he talked about her before he knew she had she had died. Um, and we learn all we need to know about her in these few words that he that he talks about. Um, he asks, "Did she suffer?" Um, he he says to his daughters, "You didn't bury her, did you?" She she didn't want to have a funeral. She told me she'd haunt me if you wanted a funeral. Um, and that is kind of funny, but real. Um, and then he comes back to the whole thing. He he wants reassurance that that she didn't suffer. And it's very poignant. Um, then, it, it, like all great playwrights, there's a reprisal to that moment. Um, he wants to plant a wife of bath rose for his wife. Um, and there's a point in the play when he actually receives that rose from his daughters. And in our actual rehearsal, when that scene first happened, his emotional response was un- unreal. He said he didn't know what happened to him. And this is an actor. And the two sisters, which was not scripted, we ended up putting it in the play. They ended up hugging each other and crying. I let them cry for about three minutes mm-hmm. because it was so touching. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and part of that, A, that's great acting. They li- really were living it. And B, it's just great playwriting because what she gave them to say and to do was, was just very real. And, and if you're doing a good job of working as actors in that moment, uh, those kind of emotions happen, and I think those things really just fly out into the audience. I think grief is one of the hardest things to portray on stage because it is—it's so personal, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, when someone is grieving, it shows up in all these different ways for them, you know, as opposed to maybe anger or even happiness. Absolutely. Nicole, for you, what was the part of the play that really hit you? I think that for me as an actor and also as a spiritual person. There's a scene, so my sister is devout, born-again Christian, and I play an atheist. And so there's kind of an inherent tension there. Um, And our mother was, it's not made completely clear, but it's, she's definitely not born again (laughs) and not very religious. And so my older sister deals with her grief in this way, you know, in going to church, believing that Jesus heals all and that if everyone else would just follow that path, everyone else would be fine too. And doesn't really allow for a whole lot of space for people whose spirituality or ways of dealing with things don't necessarily follow that same line. And one of those people happens to be her sister. And so to be so, you know, loving and wanting to help each other, but not at all being in the same place. So, for instance, um, one of the lines at one point, she says, you know, I'm 
you're in a burning house and I, I want to, you know, why won't you take my hand so I can lead you out of this burning house you're in? And then I say, what if the house isn't on fire? And so it's that type of, of kind of butting of heads and contradicting each other that also leads us to find a different way to communicate and to, uh, to help each other as human beings as opposed to uh, how we deal with things spiritually or grief-wise. Uh, but that scene, that probably was the one that hit me the most because I am a more spiritual than religious person and come from a very religious family. So it's, I've definitely experienced those types of things before. And every time we hear in the audience other people that have experienced those things as well, you definitely hear some agreement, you know, and some, some people have gone down that road and lost friends because they chose, um, you know, to to kind of go the way of the church and have lost friends because of that. And same the other other way, people who maybe are not as religious and feel they have lost people that way. Okay. So that's another aspect of the play that I think is really relatable. was Detroit Repertory Theater's Lynch Travis and Nicole Levy-Hunt. You have just a few weekends left to catch Evidence of Things Unseen. That production will end on December 23rd, so you can get your tickets for this weekend shows and the next weekend shows over at DetroitRepTheater.com. You're listening to Culture Shift on WDET. In a few minutes, Sam Bobian will join me in studio to discuss uh, the legacy that musician Frank Zappa still has on music. He passed away 25 years ago today. It's Culture Shift.